Living Faith International Church welcomes you to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alute, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church. Bishop Dominic is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of God's Word. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Get ready to be blessed and inspired with the unadulterated word of God. And now, Bishop Dominic Newlove Alote. John chapter 14. So, I see myself in a few weeks now, I've been teaching and preaching about how to live a supernatural life. My prayer for you this morning that you and I will come to a place where nothing will be impossible for us. May every impossibility be removed off your life. May you have an indomitable spirit, the power to move on and to push yourself forward without any restriction whatsoever. In John chapter 14, verse number 12, the Bible says that, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth in me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than this shall he do, because I go to the Father. This is not just a slogan, but this is expectation of Jesus, of those that believe in him. The Bible says, he said, if you believe in me, the works that I do shall you do also. If you look at yourself, if you can even do a little bit of what Jesus did, your life will be different. He's saying that he is not expecting us to do a little bit. But he said, greater works than this shall you do because I go to the Father. That tells you and I that Jesus expected so much from us as believers, as God's children. He expects us to live a life without any form of limitation. Number two, I'm saying to everybody, and I said it here yesterday, that if you can go through the scriptures and show me anywhere Jesus said, I am going out this morning to go and work a miracle, I'll give you $10,000. As a matter of fact, Jesus says, our friend Lazarus is sick, actually asleep, and I'm going to wake him up when the man was dead. And he said it so lightly, I'm going to wake him up. That tells us that he actually knew what he was going to do. When you know what you are going to do, it is no more a miracle. Because miracles are supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature. And that one, you will never know when that miracle happens. I said to you yesterday, that look at the scenario here, where they are in the wedding of Canaan, and then we say that's the first miracle. And the Bible says that they had no wine. And then Jesus comes, the mother comes and says to the son, listen, these guys are in trouble. They are about to be embarrassed. They have no wine. And then he tells the guys, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Now, it tells you that that was not the first miracle. Jesus has been doing this. It tells you that it was a normal thing in their house. Anytime there is a lack of any shape and form, this man called Jesus can be able to just get up and just shift things and bring rice out of sand, bring drink out of water. Things were just happening. 
So it was a normal thing. Now, my prayer is that you and I must come to a place where we understand God and the things of God to a point where what you and I call miracles become a normal occurrence on a daily basis that you can actually get up in the morning and predict what will happen. Wouldn't that be wonderful? When you get up in the morning and you can literally predict what is going to happen. And so a supernatural life, as I've defined it, is an extraordinary, exceptional lifestyle where miracles become normal that for the believer that he lives as a result of following biblical principles. As miracles become a daily occurrence because he's following certain kind of principles. So he doesn't have to worry about it. It just happens. When there is a need for provision, it just happens. When the body needs healing, it just happens. And that's where God wants to take you and I, where what we call a miracle becomes a normal thing. And then I also said that Christ is not the last name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, the Jewish people of the old time never have last names. That's why we watch this movie, Judah Beher. Judah Beher means Judah, the son of Heh. And then when you go through the scriptures, you realize that everybody have one name. One of them is Mordecai, one name, Esther, one name. If you don't want Esther and you want to call the Hebrew word is Hadassah, then they will qualify the man by the place he comes from or the father of the person. So we call Joseph of Arimathea. Then we call Simon of Cyrene. Then we call Simon Bar Jonah. That is the son of Jonah. Then we call Mary Magdalene. That's Mary from Magdala. All these people have one name. So therefore we realize that Jesus was not born as the Christ. The Bible says, and his name shall be called Jesus. So where do we get the Christ from? And out of the Christ, we get the Christian. So we need to understand who Christ is. Because if you don't understand who Christ is, then you being a Christian is a useless thing. Let's read a few scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the whole world unto himself. Acts chapter 17, verse number 3. Opening and alleging that Christ must need have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. So we realize that the word Christ is not the last name of Jesus, or it's not a title. It is something that he came into that allowed him to live a life of possibilities. It allowed him to live on earth as you live in heaven. My prayer for you is that you live on earth and express the glory of God on earth. My prayer for you that every limitation over your life will be taken away. My prayer for you that you come to a point in your life where nothing shall be impossible for you. Luke chapter 4, verse 41. And devils also came out of many, crying out and saying, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And he rebuked them and suffered them not to speak. For they knew that he was the Christ. So here, 
they didn't call him Jesus, but they knew him as the Christ. Devils recognize him as the Christ. So let's talk about this word Christ that most of us don't understand. And I said to you yesterday that it is very important for you and I to have revelation. Out of revelation, you are going to get understanding. So the Bible says that they came out of Caesarea Philippi and Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? Some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you are Elijah. Some say you are this. Some say, and then he said, but whom do you say that I, the son of man, I am? And Peter lifted his voice and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Then he said, flesh and blood have not revealed this unto you, but my father who is in heaven. And upon this confession, I will build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. May you have that revelation today. And may you have that understanding today. That whatever you don't want to happen in your life, you actually have the right and the authority to declare that this will not happen. Sickness will not happen. Poverty will not happen. Shame will not happen. Premature death will not happen. In the name of Jesus. Because if that scripture is not true, then every other scripture is not true. So, what is the meaning of Christ? The word Christ is the word Christos. And Christos means the anointed one and his anointing. Number one. Number two. Christos also means the divinity of God. Or it represents God and Jesus represents man. So when we say Jesus Christ, it is the natural married to the supernatural expressing heaven on earth. Jesus, the natural. Christ, the supernatural, married together, expressing heaven on earth. So when I say I am a Christian, it is me, the natural, married to the supernatural, I am supposed to express heaven on earth. The Bible says, as he is in heaven, so are we on earth. I want you to look at your life. If you really are so, if the way heaven is, is the way you and I, we are on earth. Can we imagine what will happen in the earth? So Christ is divinity connected to humanity expressing the glory of God in the earth realm and God was in Christ reconciling the whole world and the Bible says that in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily so the Christ represents the fullness of the Godhead bodily in Jesus dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And the Bible says, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Which means that you who is a new creation. And we really don't understand what new creation is. Are you really a conqueror? When we say a person is born again or you are a new creature, the root word actually means that you are a different species. That just appeared on the earth. Let me say it again. 
You know, from time to time, they will dive deep under the ocean. Sometimes they will go so many miles under the ocean and then they will discover a speech that mankind have never seen before. But that speech is alive. It's just that our naked eye have never seen before. And then the scientists are overwhelmed because they saw another speech that is so glorious, so amazing. But this is not what he's talking about. He said, when you are a new creature, you are another speech created in the earth realm. It means that your kind have never existed before. When we say a person is born again, this is a reason why I keep on saying to you, you must develop yourself to become indomitable. A person, child of God, that nothing can dominate you. That every limitation over your life is lifted. A child of God that do not entertain fear. Why? Because the divinity has been married or intertwined with humanity. So you are here on earth. You are not an ordinary human being. So watch this. Under the Old Testament, they have little glimpses of God at work in them. And Samson said, if you remove this hair, I shall become like an ordinary man that tells you that Samson with that grace was not an ordinary man. And that is under the Old Testament. The power of God will come upon him and then he will leave the city gate away. He will take a jawbone of an ass and kill 1,000 people. He was not an ordinary man. The Christ, I want you to hear me, the divinity of God cannot live in a man and for the man to be useless. When you don't understand some of these things, your coming to church is really casual. This is the reason why people come to church. They don't even know why they are here. And they want money for everything. I stop calling people when I'm here. Why should I call you when I come? Number two, if you can only come to church on Sunday morning, how can God depend on you to get anything built? How can God depend on you? You are a social media ambassador helping us to push the ministry on social media. You want money for it. So you don't even understand the dynamics of how the blessing of God works. You don't understand. You have no idea. You have no clue what it means to live as a Christian. The way we live is very pathetical. Even people that don't know Christ but have come to certain understanding of the development of man have been able to harness the inbuilt ability to do great things. And they don't know Christ. Somebody sits here on earth and his brain is working on mass. 400 and something million miles away controlling a machine. And you, you live here. You are a Christian. You have Christ at work in you. And you are living such a wretched life. So let's look at Jesus. He's Christ. He never panics. What people fear, he never feared. Why? Because he is combined. Nature has combined with supernatural. So he is the embodiment of God walking on the face of the earth. I was teaching the other day and I was telling them there was a conversation between the disciples and Jesus. And 
Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And then the Bible says, and the disciples thought, is it because we have taken no bread? And Jesus perceived what they were thinking. And Jesus says to them, why are you still thinking about bread? That you didn't take bread. Have you forgotten that I took a few loaves of bread and fed 5,000? I took a few loaves of bread and fed 12,000. He said, even if, let's say, you don't even understand, don't you remember that is to need and the supply coming shouldn't be an issue because you have divinity living inside you that nothing to him is impossible. There is God at work in a man. You can sit in church for years and you will never experience this divinity I'm talking about. When I enter into the atmosphere, I just take authority. I command every devil and every demon to come under my subjection and go about my business. If I want to declare, I declare in the name of Jesus, every demon in this atmosphere, every sickness, every so-called witch or wizard released from hell to interrupt God's agenda for my life, I bring you under my subjection and I take authority over you. Get under my feet and stay there quietly and let me do my work because I have come to understand that me being a Christian is not a title. Me being a Christian is not a title. It is divinity that is connected to humanity expressing the life of God on earth. The way Jesus operated is something else. Lazarus is sleeping and I'm going to wake him up. Look at the confidence. I'm going to wake him up. He's in a boat. He's asleep. The boat was shaking left and right. How can Jesus be in a boat and a boat to somersault and overturn? What he taught us is that, that I may go through some shaking, but you can't overturn me. Then they remembered, and so they went to him and they woke him up and said, don't you care that we perish? And then he just got up from his sleep and then he spoke to the wind. And they said, hey, all of you, get quiet. And then all the wind, everything. And they said, but what is wrong with you? Why do you come to wake me up? Why is it that your faith is so small? So as a matter of fact, Jesus was expecting them. Listen, a lot of things you are calling God to do for you. As a matter of fact, God is expecting you. Oh. I shared this story. This happened in Benin City. Archbishop Idahosa, which is we're going to have a conference in Benin City. And then he, he went on national TV and said, the conference will never come on. This is not God speaking. Me, Archbishop, I say the conference for the witches will never come on. They said, what authority do you have? I said, I have authority from heaven to make that declaration. Hey! Then they called the head of the witches. This is what he said. What do you say? He said, all of you are here. You see the conference coming on. He said, really? So can you, two of you meet on TV? He said, yes. Archbishop said, I'll meet you on TV. So they met on TV. And then he said to him, the conference will never come on. Not only that, the Bible says that if you are a witch, you must not leave. The one mediating between two of them says to him, but what are you going to do? Are you going to call God to kill him? He said, no, no. This one, God doesn't have to get involved. I can handle it myself. Then he turns to the wizard and he said, 
Are you a wizard? He said, yes. He said, well, the Bible says that you must never suffer a wish to live. So I'm going to kill you right now. Then he said, are you a wizard? The man said, no, I'm not a wizard. When we say, I am a Christian, it means that you have Christ living. This is the reason why being born again is very important. Now, the Bible says that now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we will ask and think according to the power. According to that, and so what is the power are we talking about? The realization that there is divinity inside you in this mortal body. It's a power. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. I want you to just explore this with me. I love to teach. I love it. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. So here, we know that Paul is talking about some mysteries. Everybody say mystery. Mystery is something that is hidden from other people, but revealed to some other people. That's what a mystery is. So Paul says, to whom God make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in us. And it's very interesting because Every time we quote this scripture, the only thing we are thinking about is heaven. Heaven must wait. We have work here. I have work to do here on earth. I'm not in hurry to go to heaven. I'll go to heaven. I have eternity to stay in heaven. But here on earth, I have souls to save. I have God's work to do here. Life to change. Now, so watch this. The Bible says that Christ in you, the hope of glory. Every time you mention the word glory, it is always associated with God in his fullness coming. Glory is not some cloud. Glory is not some me laying a hand on you and you falling on the ground. As a matter of fact, when we talk about the glory of God, the first time glory was mentioned in the Bible was between Laban's sons and also Jacob. The Bible says the sons of Laban said, of our father's wealth, have we got this glory? That's the first time the word glory was used in the Bible. The word is kabo, which is riches, wealth, resources, supernatural living, wealth that makes people envy you. The next time the word glory is used was used by Joseph. Joseph says to his brothers, go and tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and bring my father here. So then we know that another time the word glory was mentioned was in association with the wealth. So the Bible says that he wants to show us, he wants to reveal unto us the mystery, this mystery which is Christ in us. In other words, when I receive Jesus, when I become a child of God, when I give my life to Jesus, the dynamics of the equation changes. I, I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I'm taken from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his light. I'm redeemed from poverty. I'm redeemed from sin. I'm redeemed from sickness. I am given authority and power. Listen, when you read the book of Acts a little bit, you see the demonstration of God in mortal men. To a point where the Bible says that somebody like Peter, the people wanted to touch him. They couldn't come close. 
So they will bring sick people and lay them on the streets just for his shadow. This was a fisherman. This was a non-entity. This was an uneducated person. This was somebody that have no future. I came to tell somebody here, when I accept Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior, and a change occurs in me, I understand the dynamics of divinity living on the side, on the inside of me. Life changes. Oh my God. The Bible says that special miracles were wrought by the hands of Paul. That out of his body went aprons and handkerchiefs. And the sick were healed. Peter looked at Ananias and Sapphira and says to them, you didn't lie to me. You have lied to the Christ inside me. They fell down and died. Miracles, just miracles that became a normal thing because divinity is married to humanity. Fear goes out of the window. Let's finish reading this scripture. Look at it. Verse 28 and 29. The Bible says, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in full wisdom, in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ. In other words, my assignment is to teach you until you become perfect. I'm teaching you the word of God and I'm instilling into you principles that will make your life better than you have ever lived. Let me tell you something. If you are in Christ and Christ is in you and two of you are matched together, it is just a matter of time. As you keep on working these principles and these principles, I will just mention one and then we'll move on from there for today. You have to understand, listen, Christ in you makes you indomitable. The word indomitable means you cannot be controlled. Nobody can sit on you. Nobody can determine. You can't destroy. Where are you going to pass to destroy me? Can you imagine when you and I come to a place when you don't have any need? Perfect. You have no need. I want to go to London for the weekend. And then you just call the travel agent. And then just order a ticket. You fly yourself to London. Stay there three weeks. Do a few shopping and come back. Perfect. You say, that's a dream. It shouldn't be a dream. It can be a reality. What am I trying to say to you? I'm trying to bring you to a point where circumstances don't dictate what you do. That is, you are in charge. You are in control because the Christ, the Christos inside you put you in charge of the affairs of life. John chapter 4. You need to understand some keys, but you know, let me just drop this in and let's close the service. Verse 46. A situation happened there. And look at how Jesus handles it. The Bible says, so he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made water to wine. And at Capernaum, there was an official whose son was ill. You know, in life, you are going to have challenges. In life, you are going to have situations that must be dealt with. When Christ is in you, situations doesn't dominate you. You dominate situations. It doesn't matter what it is. You always have power over it. If you work with me, one of the things you learn from me, I will never open my mouth and complain. There is not one day I will tell you that I can't do this or this cannot be done. How do I have Christ, divinity inside me, entertaining 
impossibility thoughts. Never. I tell these young guys that live with me in the house, I say, if you don't learn anything from me, I say, learn one thing from me, that you determine what happens in life. It's not Satan. It's not demons. As a matter of fact, it's not angels. It's you. If you don't understand these basic things, all kinds of prayers. Situations that you can just lift up your voice and make a declaration and the thing will disappear. I thought about prayer two weeks ago. People have their mouth open like this. I said, Jesus is not your father. Read the scriptures. Jesus is your senior brother. We don't pray to Jesus. We pray to the father in the name of Jesus. Oh, he's your brother. That's what the Bible says. In my father's house. And he introduces us to his father. And he said, I go to my father and your father. To my God and your God. And I said to them, there have to come a time when you must even change the way you pray. And start saying, Father God, instead of saying God. And personalize him in your prayer. Because immediately you start using Father, the whole dynamics of prayer changes. How many times do your children come to you begging for Syria? I'm asking you. Do they care where you get the money from? As a matter of fact, your children believe you are a millionaire. Because every time they ask you, you provide. So they believe you are a millionaire. Your children doesn't know that there are times you go through some stuff. Daddy, when you are coming, bring this. That, and Jesus said, if you who are on earth, as evil as you are, you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your father in heaven. You know what the problem is? Most of us see him as our God and not our father. Joshua doesn't ask me for permission to use my perfume or ask me for permission to take my tie. Why? Joshua has the bona fide right to come into my wardrobe and take anything. Why? I am the father and he's my son. Can you imagine if you have a little bit of understanding? Christ, Christos, inside you makes me express heaven on earth. Thank you for listening to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Aluti, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. We believe you have been blessed, inspired and encouraged. You are invited to worship with us on Wednesdays, Success in Life Teaching Service, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays, Celebration Service, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Locate Living Faith International Church, Rima House, at a Charlie Old Town last stop. For more details or prayer and counseling, please contact 0501-550-756-0561-291-565 and 0244-780-205. Remain under the blessings of God. Living Faith International Church. Living by faith. Dominating your world.